subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show shooting the breeze welcome to cool explorations i'm your host tony peters today we are having on branch isole and he is going to discuss his poetry as well as his 12 life lessons um, that god has kind of put on his heart for how we can live our lives and how we can apply this to our lives hello everyone welcome to cool explorations i'm your host tony peters Today we have Branch Isol. Is that how we pronounce your last name? Isole. Isole. Perfect. Okay. Um, and so you're going to start just by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Tony. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I was a child of the 50s and 60s. And after college, um, I went into public school education and then into uh, sales and marketing of school materials. And for the next few decades, I was an entrepreneur, um, starting some small businesses. And for the last 20 plus years, I've been a published author and writer. Uh, yes. And, uh, you have your website up as well, uh, which we'll post a link to that. Uh, what is your website? Uh, it's Branch Isole, just my name, dot com. Perfect. And uh, that'll be in the description for the uh, main podcast as well as for the uh, videos. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell us a little about your testimony and what God is currently doing in your in your life? Um. Let's start from the last question first. God is working in my life at this point in time on my journey to um, share some uh, insight into Bible prophecy and end times. But for the last six years, that's been the focus of my walk and my study. And um, prior to that, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, but we weren't active Christians. And um, I always had, you know, this connection with the Lord, but didn't know what it was and didn't know how to express it. But I always felt his presence um, as I grew in age. Uh, After my careers in the um, corporate world, I decided to get on a different path. Um, I was disillusioned and disappointed with the person that I had become. And so I knew I had to reignite my spiritual connection with the Lord. And so over a 10-year period, because the Lord works in his time, I had three epiphanies that sort of changed my life. One, you know, gave me recognition again of Jesus, and one put me on the path. And then the third one after 10 years was, you know, my commission to serve. So those are kinds of things that happened to me, you know, on my spiritual journey. Yeah, and it is interesting how God, he is is there even when you're maybe not focused on him. Uh, He's there working, he's there guiding, and uh, he really does uh, bring about that timing that we uh, get so impatient with. He, (laughs) He goes to work on there. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your work in poetry first um, and what their main focus is and how you get the inspiration for them? 
Well, the poetry is, you know, that's the form that most of it takes. It's actually short stories about life experiences that we all have at some point in our lives and in our relationships. And so these short stories um, are written in a poetic prose style. And what that is, is, you know, a lot of rhyming and a lot of uh, couplets and, and that kind of technique. You know, we grow up with rhyming and jingles, and those are the, the first opportunities for literature and expression um, by us, you know, retelling of stories and, and um, different experiences, and we do it orally, and then we do it in writing, and poetry is one of those forms. But it's an easy, short, you know, concise presentation, so it's perfect for this, this kind of technology that we have today, and and real quick thoughts. So it, it works well as a medium. So what it's doing is, um, you know, presenting stories that the reader recognizes in a medium that they can um, be comfortable with and do in a short period of time. Yeah, and jingles, uh, I think uh, we're lacking those in our advertising these days. Advertising's got boring because, uh, jingles is how people always remembered a brand so i mean they do stick in your brain a little bit more when you've got that that good rhythm um like one that oscar Mayer wiener like they just that's something you'll never forget is there is there jingle uh and so it's like if if we can apply those jingles to poetry or uh some some message we're trying to get out it does stick in people's mind a little bit more than just a, a basic write-up or uh, our boring advertising we have these days where they think they have to put smut and all that kind of stuff into their advertising because it sells. Um, so I, I do enjoy uh, a good poem. I like writing poems myself. Uh, you also do some work on um, 12 life lessons that we all experience. Can you kind of explain these life lessons that, uh, that you'd written? Sure. Um, like you just said, we all experience, you know, similar kinds of uh, choice and consequences is what it is. And, and these are life lessons that we're all here to go through and learn from so that we can grow as people, uh, you know, become better people, better parts of our family and our community. So these 12 life lessons are, are real basic. Um, the first six have to do with our human side and our human endeavor. The last six have to do with our spiritual side, you know, and that quest for reunification with our original spirit. So let me go through the 12 real quickly. And, and then uh, if you want to get into a little more, we can. The first one is insecurity. This is the base lesson of life. This is something we all experience in our lives every day in multiple situations. Um, I'm not prepared you know, for this for some fault. I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too old, I'm too young, you know, I'm too bald, whatever that old baggage that we're hanging on to that keeps us back and holds us back, that's our insecurities. And until we can get out of that base lesson by becoming okay with ourselves, who we are right now in, in this time and place, 
and realize that we all have faults. We all have insecurities and we all have things that, you know, we are ashamed of, have done or are still doing. That's part of who we are, but that's kinds of things that keep us from growing and moving on. Uh, the next couple are responsibility, followed by reliability, followed by dependability, and then accountability and credibility. And those are the fundamental ones of the world. Those are all the things that the world's ways operate on. You know, I'm either responsible or irresponsible for something. Am I reliable or not? Am I dependable or not? You know, do I hold myself to account? Am I you know, responsible for what I've done and understand that that has an accounting? And if I do those things, then it gives me some credibility as a person, as a man, as an employee, as a boss, whatever the category may be. So I'm always working through situations that present themselves in my life through people and events that test these lessons. And the more you can go through these lessons and accomplish one, you know, when you become responsible and understand what that means in action, then you can become reliable because you know what's expected. So they each build upon themselves, you know, up this sort of hierarchy so that you can grow to become a better person. The seventh one is risk. And this is sort of the pivotal place where I've got a choice to make. Am I going to stay, you know, where I'm at, struggling with the things, these same lessons, or am I willing to look outside of myself and go to the next level of lessons? So at that point, we have to risk going ahead or risk staying behind. And then once we've decided we'll go ahead, then the lessons become trust, commitment, forgiveness, truth, and love. Of course, those are all grounded in our spiritual being, our connection with God. So those are the 12 lessons. We're always involved in one or more of those and grappling with them or struggling with them or overcoming them, you know, and growing. But life just keeps sending lots of lessons of these types to help us grow. And, you know, that's what the, the struggle and the suffering is really about, is allowing us to grow through that pain in order to become a better person. Yeah, and too many people are afraid to step outside their box and get out of their comfort zone and uh the lord is pretty good at giving us little nudges here and there where where we uh get shoved just a little bit further out of our comfort zone and like you say it does create growth in our lives in our spiritual journey um with god uh, and we need those if we stay in our comfort zone we're not growing we're we're just stagnant uh, and we were talking a little bit before that, that kind of applies to the to the church a little bit these days uh, and the Christian community is a lot of times it becomes stagnant. Um, how can we apply these life lessons to our Christian walk um, as well as our walk with society? So kind of a two-part question again there. Great, because I've got two-part answer. Awesome. <laughs> you, 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 you turn... Think of what we just talked about as a pyramid, okay? With insecurity at the very bottom and then above it, each of those steps, each of those first steps, and then we get to that risk area. And then above that are the rest of the steps, um, 
the lessons, right? And so the last two we talked about were truth and love. All right, so if you turn your pyramid upside down and start with truth and love, you'll immediately see the value of each lesson that life throws at you. But instead of looking at it for as like, what's in it for me, number one, and is this, you know, am I going to choose to do right or wrong in this situation? And then I make my choice. Well, what's missing is the morals and the ethical implications of those choices and decisions that we make. If we start with truth and love, and we do that by reestablishing our spiritual connection with Jesus Christ, because he is truth and love. If we turn our triangle upside down, our pyramid upside down, and start with truth and love, then you don't have to worry about any of those other lessons. As each one comes to you, you will respond the way Jesus Christ would respond in that same situation. You will come from your highest loving self, and you'll come from the truth. And in that way, by emulating what Jesus said and did when he was here to show us the way, when we come from truth and love to start with, um, the devil can't put any negative energy in our life. He can try, but we already know what truth looks like, and we choose to come from the truth. So he and his lies can't be in our life. So when I'm you know, tested for my reliability, of course, I'm going to be reliable. That's what Christ would do. If I'm tested through my accountability, same thing. In each of those lessons, whatever life throws at me, when I come from truth and love, the same way Jesus Christ did and will and does, it, it, it becomes a non-issue. I respond the way God wants me to respond. And therefore, any struggle or stress in that lesson in that event from that person has no power. And when you come from truth and love, negativity will leave your presence. It only wants to be where it can thrive, where the lie can continue to grow. And if you don't allow that in your life, it'll still be out there, but it'll be you know, causing stress and struggle and conflict for somebody else. And that's for them to deal with. So it's that simple. You come from truth and love in your life in every choice or decision you've got to make. When you think from that, you know, mindset, your whole life will change because you'll have the love of God and power and strength of his spirit living within you to turn away all of the BS that's coming into your life. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you allow it into your life is your choice. But God gives you a way to not have to allow it into your life. And then you'll be as responsible, dependable, reliable, accountable, credibility. You'll have commitment, forgiveness. You'll be the, you know, the best you can be. And that's all God wants for you. Yeah. And Jesus repeats love, 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 love throughout the New Testament. That is, it is a theme throughout that entire New Testament. And even when you look at the Old Testament, uh, you see God's love, uh, even for the Israelites, even when he's punishing them you can see the love that he has for them because he's frustrated with their choice to turn away from him and society these days we follow that exact pattern where uh society just wants to hate 
and turn people further and further away from God. Um, and Jesus is like, this is how you love your neighbor, love someone who should be your enemy. This is how you do it. He's kind of given us that same kind of outline with the fruits of the spirit, um, just giving us that chance to love. And uh, it's not what society wants. It's what it's exact opposite because the devil's at work in the society and is taking control of this earthly realm uh, that Jesus Christ is going to save us from uh, in the, in the end times that are coming. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about your uh, studies on end times too? Just briefly uh, touch on that. That's a big subject. It um, is a big subject. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, first of all, if you know about the Bible and you know the word, then you know that everything that God tells us and says is true, right? We hold, he's God, so what he says is true. And he has told us through his word and through his own voice that what he says is true. If that's true, then every word that God says is valid, you know, for us to take into consideration as truth. Therefore, anything in Bible prophecy that pretends to the end times is true. Um, both Old and New Testaments, you know, touch on the last days and the end times. The thing that my studies try and emphasize is the whole world is going to see six events take place um, before the Antichrist steps onto the stage. And um, so that's what, you know, my Bible sharing podcast content is about, is what are these six things that are going to take place that the whole world will see? And the idea is now, if you know those six, when you start to see them happen, you'll understand what it is and why it's happening. So that's, you know, sort of the concise content of what I'm trying to do with the prophecy studies. and. It gets deeper than that, but at least people then have a, a starting point to understand, gee, maybe it's not just fiction or fantasy about the end times. I mean, they embrace movies and videos about the Antichrist and the rapture and you know several other things, right? But it's always done for sensational effect. Well, the reality is it's going to be a whole lot more sensational than that. You don't want to be here to experience that. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, gonna be we need to alert people who are, are unfamiliar with the scriptures and, and Bible prophecy. We need to alert them to things that God says are going to happen because that's part of our commission is to share the word and relate to them what to be on the lookout for. So when they see it or experience it, they'll know what it is. The, the non-believer will not know what's happening. It'll just be you know, some phenomena or some spectacular or something that they don't know the connection to God and God's word. But the, the person who has heard or studied or learned what to be looking for, they will recognize it when it happens. And then they'll know that God's word is true. And if they are not a believer in Christ, you know, by then it's their sign that it's time, you know, you better mm -hmm. get on board. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's going to be a movie that we don't want to experience, that's for sure. Um, and that's why I think it's so important now to get that word out. Because uh, 
yeah, too many, too many people aren't trying to get the word of God out. And I, I can say I was guilty of that just a, a few years back. Uh, even it's only been a recent years that God's really pushed me into, into getting that word out. And I think it's important for all of us as Christians to follow that example that Christ put forth. Uh, and that was unashamedly preaching the word of God. Something his disciples well, took place into. If, like, if, 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 the, if the person of God will embrace and share God's word within his own little world, whatever that looks like, it may be he or she and their partner. You know, even one person at a time, that's the whole intent. That's why, you know, the Lord says on that path, there's only room enough for two, you and him. So, you know, the more people we can share our, our, our spiritual knowledge with, the better. But at least we need to do it first in the mirror and then with the people that we love and care most about. And if it doesn't go any further than that, then we've done our job. You know, we've done our commission that the Lord has called us to do in his name and about his word. First, yeah. it's got to start in a mirror and it can grow out from there. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it is all about that, that one person. And that's how that it all started was, you know, sharing it with with one person and that person shares it with the next person. And, you know, it just becomes uh, a fire that that spreads uh for the lord and uh we we plant the seeds the holy spirit does the the watering and the lord does the harvesting and uh it's our job to to be the ones who plant those seeds uh the holy spirit uses us in those ways and we need to be willing to follow what the holy spirit is, is pushing us into and nudging us to um what's one piece of advice that yeah. you would have for people in their in their walk with god what what advice would you have for those people trust the lord as much as you trust the devil Can you you know, we we live in a time when it's easy to embrace the things of evil and corruption you know that's what the world is all about the prince of this world is the prince of this world. So we have to know and expect what this world holds for us. Okay, you're either going to, what Bob Dylan said, you're either going to serve the devil or you're going to serve the Lord. But everybody's going to serve one or the other. So, you know, how do I get to that point of loving and serving God? I have to trust God first. And if I don't trust God, then, you know, automatically I trust the ways of the world which is the ways of evil and corruption so that's my word is trust learn to trust the lord and, and you'll see a change in your life and you'll, you'll reap rewards and blessings as a loving father that's what he gives his you know obedient children and by obedience he means obedience of your heart and your spirit you know not obedience like the world wants you to think of obedience some kind of punishment or reward his obedience is to his word. And if you, you know, are obedient to his word, then you're proving that you trust him. It's about trust. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, trust and love come hand in hand because uh, 
it, it's hard to to love someone that you don't trust um and so if you can learn to to trust love will follow um and uh i think that is that that is an important message is is definitely trusting in the lord and and in what he's calling you to and it takes faith um it takes hope and it takes prayer uh, and a willingness to learn and dig into god's word uh do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with with us before we uh before we end today sure thanks a lot tony it's been great being here with you and uh I really enjoyed the opportunity to maybe help some listeners realize, you know, reconsider that way of the world versus way of the Lord. Um, so that's sort of my my final thought. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing. It's It's been a real pleasure. Um, I look forward to having you on again. Maybe we can cover another, another topic. Let, let me add one thing, just in yeah. case people wanted to know more about, you know, those 12 lessons that we we're talking about. Yeah. If they go to the website, in the scroll bar area, there's a, a link to podcasts. And if you hit that link, it'll take you to a free PDF download read of the core of what we just discussed in, in the 12 uh, steps. Awesome. So, yeah, definitely check out his website um and uh check out his work uh that he's been doing there with the poetry as well as his 12 life lessons uh, i think you'll learn a lot and uh it'll be an important step in your walk with god thank you for listening to cool explorations you've just been listening to branches Soleil, who uh has been talking about his his poetry his testimony uh, as well as the 12 life lessons that the lord put on his heart to share and uh, how we can apply these life lessons to our own lives uh, so we can live better for the Lord. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so through tpeters745 at gmail.com, and I will respond. Well, I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show, and I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh, for the Lord right now. Uh, if I haven't got back to you, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking with each of you and interviewing you. And uh, keep tuning into the show. There, there's lots of, of new people that are coming on here. And if you're considering wanting to, to come on the show, uh, just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com. And uh, I will get back to you. 